This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. I pray that you've been staying safe and responsible during these days of confusion amidst the Delta variant of COVID, racial tensions, a real lack of world peace, but a God that still sits on the throne. We are all so different, yet so much more than ever realized alike. I spent this week observing, listening both spiritually and physically. Today, I want to remind you that loss is universal and keeps us all in a place of needing God, the heart fixer. His word said that he would bind up the brokenhearted. Please realize that black, white, Latino, Asian, African, or other people all share many of the same basic human needs. We all want and need to be loved, accepted, heard, and nurtured. Today, I realize that beyond the obvious, God allows loss in all of our lives that ushers in grief, making us all equal. Rich, poor, upper, middle, or lower class, there are no circumstances that shield us from loss. It is the single equalizer that permanently scars us, scars that only God can heal. Loss is non-discriminatory and has no respect of persons. Loss is the fact or process of losing someone. It is a reality that is inevitably a part of life's cycle. But God's word still said, all things, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. According to Hebrews 9th chapter, the 27th verse, and just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. So death, the precursor for loss, is real, yet it is necessary. Someone may ask, necessary for what? Necessary for birth into a new beginning, as God's word clearly states, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. In other words, death is the occurrence that removes our soul and spirit from the body, leaving this flesh empty and devoid of life's substance. But the spirit and soul, if proper preparation has been made prior to death, they return to the Lord. He who breathed the breath of life into man, the one who created us spiritual beings, but our first birth itself introduces us to human experiences. So then death marks one's transition back to the Lord who gave us life. For that reunion, God's word has said we should rejoice. However, when a baby is birthed into this world, we should grieve. Why, you ask? God's word has described one's birth and one's death in the context of reaping and sowing in 1 Corinthians 15th chapter, the 42nd to the 44th verse, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. 
It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. You see, birth represents the earthy, the corruption of man who was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. But death represents the soul and spirit's preparation for the resurrection from a corrupt body to an incorruptible spirit, from being born a weak, susceptible to illnesses and disease, vessel to be raised in power, birthed in the dishonor of sin, but death represents the new birth to the glory of God. We were born in flesh's weakness, but death facilitates our resurrection in the power of God. So weep for the weak, fleshy newborn that is birthed in a world that currently struggles through the beginning of sorrows and rejoice when a soul transitions as death makes immortals who gain the divine presence of the Lord. Why am I saying this? Definitely, definitely not to minimize your experience of loss but to remind you that all things, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I want you to know while you are grieving the loss of your precious loved one, God is awesome and still able to turn a situation that feels like it is killing you into a matter that is beautiful and beneficial to both you and your loved one. He is so awesome that even in death, his promises are still yes and amen. Yes, he has snatched the sting of death. And yes, he will remain with you, never leave nor forsake you. I pray that you take comfort in knowing that death was a part of God's plan, even before each of us was ever born. According to Jeremiah 29th chapter and the 11th verse, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. In the King James Version, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Now I need you to understand the end, which is expected, according to God's word, is to be spiritually reunited with him at what we perceive to be life's end as we know it. An end to the carnal, but a new beginning to the spiritual. Of course, just as every birth date was predestined, so was the date that each of us would be rejoined spiritually to he who gave us life. We call it death. Now carnally, in the flesh, we view it as a negative occurrence. The death announcement the body's final preparation, be it for cremation or customary burial, the wake, the funeral service, and even the final viewing. Please understand, our sadness, sorrows, and even grief is more for us who remain alive than for the deceased loved one. I'm not saying that in a selfish or bad way. But we grieve the loss of friends and loved ones because we know that the spirit and soul, the essence and presence of the deceased individual will be no more. And we, the living, will have to adjust ourselves, our lives, and our relationships to fill the void. Of course, that is difficult as it is with change. 
but especially when change is due to one for whom we care, transitioning from mortal to immortal, from tangible to intangible. Yes, the more immediate the friend or family member, the more profound the loss. Now, I would not speak on it had I not experienced loss up close and personal for myself, but I have. We buried my father, Clarence Chisholm Sr., back in 1997, my brother Derek in 2016, and my brother Jonathan in 2019. Of course, these were the most personal losses I've ever suffered, as I knew each intimately and loved them for the joy they brought to me and our family. With the death of each, a part of me was lost. I believe this is the part of love that hurts the most, that part of the life cycle that not even love can prevent from coming to pass. I had known my dad and my brothers all of my life, and they were so precious to me. We lived under the same roof, so these losses hurt deeply, and each has profoundly affected me and my life. I meticulously prepared each obituary with love, and still to this moment, honor the memory of each of these gentlemen. Trust me, I understand loss all too well, and still I am fully unprepared for the loss of my loved ones. Just know the pain of loss is one that is inescapable, as it is the single episode that makes everyone equal. Today, I want you to take solace in knowing that what we survivors experience as death, according to God's word, is the new birth of our beloved deceased into the presence of the Lord. As tough as it is, our loss is heaven's gain. To be absent from this mortal body is to be present immortally with the Lord. If you understand the beauty of God's word, there is no better place that we would want our loved ones to be if they are no longer permitted to remain here with us. According to 1 Corinthians 15th chapter, the 47th to the 50th verse, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brother, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither do corruption inherit incorruption. You see, Adam was created from the earth, and the natural birth of everyone born from a woman in this world is of that which was created from the earth, being of flesh and blood. But God's word clearly stated, flesh and blood, which is corrupt, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So then death becomes necessary to reunite that part of us that is incorruptible, both spirit and soul. Of course, the second man was Jesus Christ, son of the living God, who came to conquer death, hell, and the grave. So then all who wholeheartedly accept the spirit of the Lord are considered born again. But our final rebirth is a reunion during what we call death. Back to the same spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, to live and dwell forever. 
Now it is well understood that I, as well as you, will grieve when we suffer the loss of someone we love, which is the norm. But please, please be reminded that those who die in Christ take on an incorruptible, immortal form that is spiritual, and they are reunited with the Lord. The matter that we call death is necessary to be fully, spiritually reunited with God, whose spirit dwells within those of us who have been born again. And like a magnet, each is propelled and reconnects to its home. Always remember those loved ones who lived confessing and projecting the spirit of the Lord are said to be the dead in Christ. But those who died in Christ have been born into immortality and have earned incorruptible spiritual heavenly bodies that connect them directly to God whose own spirit compels them to himself according to God's word so that wherever he is there those who died in Christ may also be our loss is heaven's gain if your loved one died and left you as my daddy and two of my brothers left me and my family rest in the peace of knowing that they have returned to God who gives remember the Lord God gives and the Lord God takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He and she who have died are absent from the body and from us, but present with the Lord. The hurt and sadness of losing you has left me with so much pain. Had to search the scriptures because God, I miss you, but learned our loss is heaven's gain. No poem or words of comfort would help. No advice to stop the tears. No memories to console when your transition unfold, my heart overtaken with fears. The fear of not touching or seeing you, absence of your wit, your laugh, your style, big wide eyes, your jokes, heart pounding nearly broke, missed your face with a big warm smile. Had to pray and ask God for strength to shorten the length, emotions fully out of control. Then the word of God said, trust me, be not afraid. You see the body, but I have the soul. I had to stop and consider the words from God's heart that I heard to regain proper composure and peace. For the loved one now gone to a heavenly home, death is our soul's final birth release. Every soul should have three births. Born into the world is our first. Then we all must be born again. Reborn to God's spirit with Holy Ghost to clear it, then strive to live free from sin. The third is called death, mortal body laid to rest, but soul and spirit reunited with the Lord. Our responsibility during earthly life, being born again, mute death strife, immortality of birth we must afford. Those who are left behind, loved ones will find grief is a normal part of loss. But please do not lose the true worth of transition that gives birth to incorruption that is death's cost. The consequences of death, carnal minds feel the stress of hurt, loss, grief, and pain. Know that every moment one born again dies, no confusion or surprise. Earth's loss is forever heaven's gain. 
We are spiritual beings having human experiences, but through our second birth with the Holy Ghost, we become fully prepared, his spirit magnetically shared. Death's the final birth that God's spirit hosts. When we examine these words from God's omniscience, we've heard, I expect for loved ones we still grieve. But keep in mind, death is the peace we pray to find if we expect transition love to be received. Into God's presence and into his place to see the Savior's holy face worth leaving behind everything. The ultimate birth caused by death as God loves us the best that he removed death's fiery sting. Leaves all living with the need to seek the Holy Ghost indeed for the ultimate final birth we all aspire. It is the only way to quell the grief of loss today as death of the born again will uplift, encourage, and inspire. Well, family, this is number 63 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Please understand that while grief is personal, it is also universally shared by any and everyone who loses a precious loved one to death. That includes every living soul. You see, death has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. After all, to be absent from this earthly vessel, our current flesh and blood body, is to be present in immortality with the Lord, making death a necessity in order for one to move from this earthly existence to a heavenly presence. Remember, we are merely foreigners traveling through an unknown land, but truly spiritual beings having human experiences. That which makes us spiritual is the breath of God that was blown into Adam, the first man's nostrils, which made man a living soul, that is, a spiritual being. From this first man, sin was introduced to the world, and the first birth, which provided an entry of every soul into this world. Hence, we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity forming our nature to naturally lean to fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Our second birth should be our willing acceptance of God's precious Holy Ghost, making us born again believers, which we need to live free from fulfilling the lust of the flesh, our natural instinct. The same spirit that will usher our souls back to God as we die out of this world. And in the same transition, we are born to the heavenly presence of God. Orchestrated by the spirit that gives life and maintains each and every soul that has forged connection and right relationship with God. The Holy Spirit that magnetically pulls every kindred spirit, those born again, to God in a heavenly spiritual reunion. Yes, you must be born again if you want to live again. I want you to be comforted in knowing that those loved ones who have already transitioned out of this earth realm, those who died in Christ, have gained a new presence with the Lord. So I urge you to grieve as this is normal, but find somewhere in your heart, if you believe the word of God, to celebrate their lives and praise God that they no longer 
have to toil through this period demarcated as the beginning of sorrows. Then accept God's precious Holy Spirit in preparation for your own final birth, which we call death, because every living soul must exit and enter this way. Your end result depends solely on your choice. Do you want to be born into eternal life or do you want to be born into eternal damnation? The answer is unspoken as your acceptance of the Holy Spirit is your evidence in action of your choice as to where you expect that your soul will spend eternity. So you must make proper preparation for your soul, knowing fully that we receive that for which we prepare. Finally, loss is the unspoken equalizer that has no respect of persons as every living soul was born to die. I pray that each of you choose today to be connected to God through his Holy Spirit and serve the Lord so that the death of your mortal body will be a welcome birth into the presence of the Lord. God bless and keep each of you with his grace mercy, and favor. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. You can listen to me on Amazon Music or YouTube. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, Take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.